This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. One of my favorite cast members from Love is Blind, Nancy Rodriguez. It was a leap of faith that I was willing to take on love, specifically like, is love truly blind? He was talking about how Raven was more of his type. What was it that kept you that calm? That was me being confident within myself. Yes, she's hot, but I'm hot too. The way I thought of it was, I already love myself enough. Do I need you to validate me as a partner? Yes. Is it required for me to feel good about myself? No. What up, y'all? I hope you're all having a really great 2023 so far. Today, I'm going to be joined by one of the cast members of Netflix's Love is Blind Season 3. If you're not familiar with Love is Blind, it's a show that gives strangers a chance to get to know each other and fall in love without ever seeing each other. I love this show, you guys. Some couples get married and some of them don't. We're going to get into everything from dating a younger man to lessons learned from the show. So stay tuned. This is Cheekies and Chill. So as promised, we have one of my favorite cast members from Love is Blind with me right now. It's none other than Nancy Rodriguez. She's a speech language pathologist and a real estate investor. So welcome, Nancy. I am so excited to have you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so good. Honestly, I just feel like it's one thing to envision like, oh, what's going to happen, you know, after we've been mm -hmm. waiting for so long for the show to air. But um there's no way that I could have imagined this or even like the feeling of so much love. Like I never thought that that was a thing. And I'm just so thankful that it has been such a positive experience for me. And um, overall, like my family, my friends, I just feel so loved. That's so good. You are loved. I definitely yeah. love you. You're one of my favorites. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you, you really, really are. And which is why I was like, I need to talk to her. I have so many questions. You're Latina. I thought your mom was super badass on the show. Your brothers, too. So it was nice to see that. And so thank you for allowing us to, you know, see your life 
I'm a huge fan of the show, and I think that it it love can really be blind. Do you feel like love can is blind? Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, like the concept of going on a reality TV show was never really my agenda. It was not like, oh, one day I want to be on a reality TV show. So for me, it was specifically Love is Blind. And it was the fact that it was a social experiment. The The concept of it, I watched season one. That's the, that's the only season mm-hmm. we had access to. So just watching season one and knowing that I could potentially be a part of this, like it was truly just a leap of faith that I was willing to take on mm-hmm. love and specifically like, is love truly blind, you know? Yeah. No, I think the experiment is is amazing. And whoever invented this, I think it's just, it's great. I've learned so much. I've watched all three seasons. <laughs> so I, I, I have really enjoyed it. We'll get into the relationship with Vartis. I know there were some lessons that you learned uh, while on the show, but I want to start with something you mentioned in the first episode. You said you wanted to find a husband and wanted to start a family. Uh, And you said that some people have asked you when you're going to have kids and sometimes they assume that something's wrong with you. That's something Latinas deal with. Like, what can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think for my background specifically, I'm the only girl, three boys in my immediate family. And then I do have girl cousins and guy cousins. So we are a big family overall. So I think for me, I did a lot of first things. So like I was, you know, first generation to graduate high school, first generation to go to college and then finish and then get hired. So I always had this like first kind of um, experience in my family. And so I think for me, it was like, I'm doing all these first things, but at the same time, the pressure from my aunts and uncles of, you know, oh, but you're 20 now. So like, when are you going to get married? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next questions come about. So I think just really finding it to where I knew my identity came from, my experiences and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And not necessarily the pressure of that question at the birthday party or the bautismo or the, you know, whatever gathering we had together as a family. And so it's funny because as the years went by and I started acquiring more properties and my real estate portfolio and we'd go to like, I don't know, a quinceanera or something. And I'd have a tia ask me like, oh, so what's going on with your relationship status? I'd be like, or when are you having kids? I'd be like, well, um, I have two properties now so those are my kids and then the next year would be like oh well now I have three kids because I have three houses and Uh you know um and so I think for me it's just kind of it was an interesting upbringing because it was really that pressure from the family side but then also Mm -hmm. knowing where I stood and what I believed in and what I wanted for myself and that didn't necessarily line up with what my family uh was asking me about or wanted me to right I love that answer and that's crazy (laughs) because I mean I get that question all the time from family. It stopped from family a long time ago, but like in interviews and when are you going to have kids? And and it's like for a long time, I felt that pressure. I was just talking about it. And now I'm like, you know what? Wait, I'm busy doing other things and and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that decision. And I love to hear that from you because you feel the same way. Like I'm accomplishing things and I'm good with that. And when it's time to have kids, that'll happen. And that's I love that about you. That's another thing. I was like, she's a freaking intelligent woman. And I I love that. I love to see that you were like on your shit. So I was like, you know, shout out to you. I, I want to give you a round of applause because I oh, think that's awesome. You. That's that's one of my goals this year is to invest in properties. And I think it's just it's time. You know what I mean? And stop spending money on all these other things. Yes. And I think that's one thing, too. Like, again, being a first in my family to do so many other accomplishments that I found valuable. Um, I think like as the years went on. I was now being praised by my family or my cousins or the women in my family to be like, 
oh, mírala, está, you know, viajando por acá. She's in Bali, in Indonesia, but she's also buying property. So really just opening up that avenue for my family and for my cousins, my younger cousins now to be traveling and my cousins now like seeing that like we don't have to keep the same tradition. And if and if those cousins want to keep the same tradition, that's great, too. But, you know, it's kind of like stand for what you want and and really just push through. And if that's acquiring, you know, properties, then I think that's a great avenue. But it could be something else. It could be traveling. It could be just doing the things that maybe um, we weren't surrounded with as a Latino culture. Um, and then just exploring whatever that adventure could be. Right. I completely agree with you. And okay, so now we're going to get into Bartis. Spoiler alert, you guys, for anyone that hasn't watched the show, if you haven't, I don't know where you've been. Um, but you and Bartis were engaged, but didn't get married. And he was the one that said no at the altar. And you also said that you trusted your gut. Did you like, did it make you second guess your gut? Or is that something like that you struggle with, like now meeting other men? Or how do you feel about that experience? Because I'm going to tell you straight up, I didn't think that he was going to say no towards the end, especially when you gave him that beautiful gift. And I think it touched his heart and he cried. So I was very surprised. I was very upset. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that... um the way that our relationship unraveled, it truly was one hour together was like dating for two weeks. And so mm -hmm. imagine 10 hours together. It's like dating six months. So every day that we were dating, we were not just normally dating. We were dating with the intention of potentially getting married. And so right. um, we had our ups and our downs. And, and at the beginning of our relationship, a couple weeks in off camera, I set him aside and I said, you know, I'm going to say no to you. You're not the person that I wanted to envision, like the person that you promised me to be, that you were supposed to make me feel safe and comfortable. And as my partner, as my best friend, my future husband, this is not who I'm getting. So I'm saying no at the altar. And he asked me for a second chance. And I think in that moment for me, like we've all been there in relationships, whether they're platonic, friendship, families, where people make mistakes and they want to learn from them and they want to grow from them. So I'm a big believer of giving someone a second chance and not Absolutely. holding anything back, like truly giving them a clean plate as a second chance, not, oh, here's a second chance, but I'm also going to bring stuff up from the past, you know, like right. truly second chance. So the last two weeks of leading up into the wedding, it was all positive. Everything that you got to see from us, private uh, lessons, dancing and having the best dates off camera um, just really building and nurturing our relationship together. That's the feeling that I got leading up to the wedding day. So when he said no, it wasn't so much that he said no because I knew it was a chance. It was the fact that he led me to believe that he was going to say yes. And any of the doubts that he had at the beginning, he had specifically told me, I no longer have those concerns. You are the person that I see myself with. Um, this is the husband that you're going to get. Um, so I think for me, it was that feeling of being blindsided and not almost like asking myself, like, how could I be so smart? But then also, like, how could I let myself down to not know that this man was blindsiding me this whole time? Right. Um, and so I think I really took that to heart, like after the show, really the recovery part of like the heartbreak was just making sure that I was more in tune with like what I was feeling. And if there were doubts with people I was dating or seeing or first date, second date just really channeling with, with like how I felt. And one thing my therapist said to me, she said, going on your dates, you need to ask yourself, how do 
I feel about this person? Does Nancy like how this date is going? Does Nancy like the characteristics of this person? Not so much like, oh, I wonder if he likes me. Because I think a lot of the times, first, second dates, like, you want to show your best. And so you're maybe asking yourself, at least I was asking myself, I wonder if he likes me or I wonder if he thinks I'm funny and all these stuff. But I'm like, no, like I, I got to the point after the show where I really asked myself the opposite of how do I feel? And like, do I find yeah. them funny? And like, do I like them? And how do I feel about them? Because I think that really will tell you a lot at the beginning. So I had, you know, several first dates and then that was it because I'm like, yeah, no, it's not for me. Like, thank you, but it's not for me. And I think um, I, I learned that a lot from the show uh, being that it was a, a very fast relationship that, you know, was sped up. But I think that just overall learning more about my boundaries and what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with is what I got from from dating on Love is Blind. Do you feel that maybe those last two weeks, like he, I don't know if, you know, for the lack of a better word, he bamboozled you? Like maybe, like, do you feel that it was fake? Like he wanted you to like switch around to saying yes so that he could say no? Or do you think it just, like, did you ever get a why from him? Like, what the heck? Yeah, no, I honestly, I don't think I ever got a why from him because I, I do want to believe that he loved me. Yeah. Because I think that there were moments off camera that were so pure, that were so normal for us. Like, aside from being like seven years apart, right? Aside from yeah. being, or six or seven years, aside from dating on a, on a show like Love is Blind, like we truly enjoyed each other. We match each other's energy so well that I want to believe that he really did give it his all the last two weeks and the one thing i heard him say in an interview not to my face but in an interview was something like had we had more time like had we had two more weeks of the last two weeks we had my answer would have been different for me it was hearing that was like okay like i do understand that the last two weeks were good and that's what i was going off of because again giving you a second chance i was letting go anything else This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk to you about uh, red flags because red flags is something that I've talked about a lot on this show because I was in a pretty difficult and somewhat toxic relationship. So that relationship taught me red flags and not to ignore them because I got a lot of them and I just chose to ignore them because sometimes it's like, okay, well, we love this person or we choose to look past certain things. And looking back at your experience, were there any red flags that you think you missed? You know, it's funny because I think in that moment filming the show, what I saw as a weakness of his, I wanted to embrace. And I think for me, the way I thought of it was whatever love I have from you or whatever love we can have together is extra for me. Like, I already love myself enough. So, like, do I need you to validate me, like, as a partner? Yes. But is it required for me to feel good about myself? No. So I think for me, it was really just embracing him for his weaknesses, loving him through that and really loving him unconditionally. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like that's the approach that I had when I was in the show, when I was like, okay, we're engaged. We made each other a promise. Not only did you make me a promise, but I accepted your promise as a proposal. Right. So I think for me in the show, it was really there were red flags, but I chose to follow the green flags and I chose to follow the actions that were lining up with the green flags. And I think a lot of the times, like in any relationship, we talk about red flags, but there's also green flags that I think that we can also use as a, as I guess, a metric, right? I think what was really neat about watching it back, it was a completely different view for me. Because when I watched the show, not only was I watching it under the perspective of how am I in a relationship? Because that's really neat. Like, I think if anybody had a chance to like, have somebody film your relationship and see what you're like. It's actually yeah. a really cool like situation. And so um, what I learned from that is I had a different perspective. I should have asked more questions, right? Like when there were differences that we had, like I should have um, stood up for myself and, and inquired more because I think instead of just embracing him and loving him unconditionally when I wasn't getting that in return, I think that's where my boundary wasn't there. I should have asked more questions and I should have, I think I I should have stood up for myself in the sense that, you know, at reunion, I told him what you said was disrespectful and and you guys didn't get to see all of our conversation at at reunion. But, but I did say everything to him that I was in my heart after watching the entire show. I said to him what I felt that I felt disrespected. I felt like he didn't handle the delivery of his feelings. His feelings are fine. Like have your feelings, have your thoughts, but the delivery of it was really not okay. And so I wish I would have said that to him in our relationship, because I think that maybe that could have allowed us to grow more as a couple Mm -hmm. and allowed him to learn. But I think at the same time, like, I don't think he was ready to learn. I don't I don't know if he was in a place where he truly wanted to accept that as feedback. So I think for me, I just took it as like, look, this is a safe space. Say what you're going to say. 
yes, it will probably be disrespectful because you're still learning on how to deliver. But overall, like I do, I wanted us to have a relationship that was open and honest as much as it was in the pods. I wanted to create that same environment outside of the pods. This is a really weird question, but do you know his sign by any chance, like his horoscope? He's a cancer. Oh, shit. And I'm a Scorpio. And I like cancers and Scorpios are like, they're a thing. They're so compatible. So, yeah. Do you think it had (laughs) to do with the age? Is that like you think the fact that he was 25? Because I have my own opinion on that as far as like a man in his 20s. Because granted, my boyfriend's seven years younger. He's 30. I'm 37. But I feel like a man has to go through certain stuff certain things experience certain things in their 20s in order to figure out what they really want i feel like not not only just men women i feel that we just need to use our 20s to learn and experience and experiment i don't know do you think it had to do with his age did that ever scare you i think yeah at the beginning it definitely scared me like if i had allowed the age factor to really be a factor i would have said no to his engagement to his proposal like i i just know that um my parents have a big age gap. Okay. And so, like, I knew that age really didn't need to be a factor. And I actually didn't know he was 25 until the day before he proposed. Okay. So I had already started falling in love with this person. And when, when I found out his age, I remember I was like, well, let me take a guess. And I said, 1985. Uh-huh. And it was, like, dead silent. And he was... And and so even just, like, the fact that I had no idea because the way he carried himself in the pods, like, I really mm-hmm. thought he was more mature. Same. Um, I think what happened, at least throughout the process, I think that when you say, like, love is blind, I think that is true up to a certain point. So I think that love is blind in the pods if you can connect emotionally with someone. I think what happened in his case is that in the real world, he allowed other factors to come into his opinion. So I don't know if he was mentally, emotionally strong enough to hold on to like what really brought us together. And I think that maybe because I am, th- I was 31 at the time, I had already knew and loved myself so much that I'm like, anything I get from you is extra. So like, we can make this work, like we can work through our, our differences and we can um, really pull through. So I think he still wasn't able to get to that point because of other factors in that he was influenced by, whether it was his peers, his friends, um, yeah. scrolling through social media. That was one thing. We got our phones in our hand uh, when we were coming back to Dallas from Malibu. And it was like, I, I got this weird feeling that I ended up asking, I was like, do you feel like the whole type thing, me not being your type, came from you scrolling on the internet and seeing tall blondes and he said, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's part of it. So I'm like, okay, I could scroll through my feed and see hot guys, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish that was my husband. Because like, I know, right. you know what I mean? Like, so I think, again, like the influences of the outside world really impacting, I think, his opinion still. And, and maybe when he gets to a point where he's mature enough to hold his true value for himself and right. truly love on himself or who he is and not the extra stuff and not let the external things impact him um i think maybe then things could have been different right now that you brought that up i i do remember feeling like when you guys were in the pods i'm like he seems like such a mature intelligent 25 year old and i think that that's when he you know when he like you said when he went out to the real world it was like i think he was his, his true self in the pods and then like that's his true essence is what i felt and then he went out and he just was like 
hit with just so many things and different opinions and it kind of just rattled him is kind of how I saw it because I saw a different person and I'm like what like I was like this is I could have bet money that he would he wasn't this dude and this is not to talk crap about Bartiz because I'm sure he's a great guy I'm sure that he learned a lot of lessons himself through this process I hope um but I was like what the hell especially when and I don't know if this is out of line and you tell me but like because I don't want to talk about anything you wouldn't want to talk about but when you guys were in bed and he was talking about how Raven was more of his type and, and you were just listening, like you took that so well. And I want to ask you as a woman, do you feel like, and I don't know, maybe they didn't show that part, but you were just very quiet and it felt like she's observing. She's taking it all in. She's thinking, I, and maybe this is me being immature. I probably would have slapped him to be honest. Like don't disrespect me, but I'm like, I want to know, is it, because you love yourself is it how confident you are is it like what was it that kept you that calm because I admire it it's 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 admirable thank you thank you so much honestly I pride myself in being a good listener and that's something that I've worked really hard to do whether it's listening to so my friends or my the person that I'm dating like just truly soaking in what they're saying and allowing that to be a safe space so I think in that moment I had only known this guy physically for days. And so I knew that, like, although he wasn't a long-term friend, right, or a long-term relationship, like, I just knew that I needed to create a, a, a space for him to be able to say what he needed to say. And then the next day, we actually had a, a follow-up conversation about that particular conversation and, like, what it meant for him to have these um, feelings for our, for someone else and what that what that really meant. But at the end of the day, like looking back again, watching it, I got a different perspective because watching it back, like that was me being solid and confident within myself. And so like I knew like, yes, she's hot, but I'm hot too. So what exactly. are we going to do? Like there's like nothing to be done about that. So like, yeah, I'm unbothered by it. So I will at the party, I will have burgers and I will have like, you know, I will I love enjoy it. myself. Like, you know, I was hungry and we were drinking. So like, I just knew that like, it, it didn't phase me. And I think that that's something that when people have asked me before, like, would you recommend someone going on Love is Blind? I, I do think that it is a process that is much deeper than what you think is like on TV. I learned so much about myself, but I truly would recommend anyone who goes on the show to to really check in with yourself and be in tune with who you are and how much do you love yourself and making sure that you're not looking for that validation from elsewhere because I think that's where it gets a little bit tricky. Yeah, you know what? I think a lot of us can learn quite a bit from you, Nancy. And I love what you just said. Like saying, yeah, she's a hot girl, but so am I. I know my value. I know what I bring to the table. I love that. And have you ever dated a younger guy? No, that was my first. And it's it's funny because I joke about it like, ah, never again, because oh, you don't know what could happen. But literally, like, never again, only because yeah. <laughs> I'm 33 now. So it's like there are things that I accepted in that relationship that I will not accept in my future relationships. And so I think, right, if I didn't learn from that relationship, what am I doing? Like, why would I make, you know, the same mistakes and whatnot? So I'm I'm single i'm open to dating i've got so many really cool plans coming up and so i just feel like 
I'm excited to start dating again, but at the same time, like we're putting boundaries up. <laughs> exactly. I think that's important from the beginning. From the beginning, just saying, hey, this is what I'm okay with and I'm not okay with this. And it's just like, so we don't waste each other's time. It's kind of like when we get to this age, I feel like let's just put it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys friends? You and Bartiz, do you guys have any like, do you guys talk at all or no? I definitely would not say we're friends. And that's something okay. that in the last year and a half, like we have tried to be friends. And we just know that at the end of the day with this new, like when the show actually dropped, it was more of like, okay, no one else is going to know our relationship except for us. So we did mm -hmm. come in contact again, um, more of like, hey, pulse check, like, how are you? He was getting a lot of hate. And so even me just checking in on him for that, like, are you okay? And he'd be like, no, not today. And I'm like, okay, well, talk to me, like, what's going on? But then the next day, you know, or a few days go by and we're still checking in on each other back and forth. Um, but really just for that, I think talking terms is the best way to put mm -hmm. it. But to say friends, like yeah, being yeah. friends with my ex is going to do in this particular case will do nothing for me for my future. You know what I mean? Like, I hate yeah. to say it like that, but like, how is me being friends with you going to help me with my career? How is it going to help me with my dating? Like, if anything, that's baggage. So like. You know, I'm I'm here to cheer him on from afar and wish the best for him, but definitely not friends. Yeah, you can care about people from afar. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy. Which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I did hear that you donated your eggs in grad school. Yeah, I did it in San Francisco. So I think every state might be different. So basically, a total of eight times is what I donated my eggs for. And so, yeah, it was in grad school. I, I want to say that, like, I might have done the last two when I left grad school. So I was already out of school and I, I think I had flown back. I want to I say that's actually what happened is I flew back after I left San Francisco to do like another cycle, a couple more cycles with the company. Oh, I see. Okay. Do they inform you once like those eggs are fertilized or or you or, or no, like you just donate those eggs and that's it, you're done with it? Yeah. So once I donate, once they when it's called a retrieval. So once the retrieval happens and um, the eggs are given to the family, if the family is currently in the IVF process, that means that they have to take my eggs. And I, and I hope I'm I'm not sure if I'm getting the terminology right, but essentially they have to fertilize the embryos if that's what they want. Um, if the family wants to sync up not only my cycle and the retrieval, but also with them, and then they would have in vitro happen there. Now, out of like, let's say, let's say I, I they were able to extract 20 eggs from those 20 eggs, only maybe 18 of them might be viable eggs to be able to be fertilized. And then from there, then the family can decide, well, how, you know, you only fertilize one because you don't want to fertilize all of them. And then so essentially, it's really up to the families what they do. And I don't know any of this. Um, oh, so what, whenever I get the information back to me is if the family chooses to send me a letter or um, have the agency contact me and say, hey, by the way, um, the family has had a baby. It's been six months, you know, um, oh, it was a boy. So so I only got about two of the calls after I donated months later, like what actually happened. But the families have options, like either they fertilize there, like in that moment when, when they get the eggs, they can also freeze some of the eggs if they want to have siblings. They can also donate to research or discard them. So there are options of what the families can do with the, like, like I said, 20 eggs and let's say 18 are viable. So it just kind of depends on on that. And I think um one of the things too, and I know this is kind of random, but on my YouTube channel, like when I talk about like my real estate, I also want to be talking about these topics because I do think it's important. One, in, in the Latina culture, like it's just not common to have these conversations. And and I think like if anything, if it's wanting to freeze your eggs, what does that look like? If you're wanting to be a donor, what does that look like? And And I just think having a long form platform is a really great way to get this information out from my experiences and like what are options that are out there for people. Why did you decide to donate? Yeah, so initially I had gotten into grad school and at this time it was like the it was the first semester and I I was going into my second semester and I knew that I still had like um funds to like have to pay for school. And so I went on the school's website. Honestly, it was as easy as that. They had like a jobs for like students, like um, whether you wanted to be a nanny or like other odd jobs that um, you could work at uh, that that either local San Francisco people would post on there. So it was a job Google search, I guess. Um, and there was an ad for egg donating. And 
that was like my first question of like, wait, like people, I know there was like sperm banks, but I didn't know like egg donating was even a thing. So um, I went through the process of inquiring like, well, do I even qualify? Like, what is this process? And I learned so much, even just from the interview process about genetic testing. And I learned about the likelihood of like, what are the risks and what are the benefits and what kinds of families are a part of this community? And it you know, even just learning that it, it could be like a same sex couple family or it right. could be um, a single parent or it can be a family that has been struggling to have children. So even just learning about that, although it started from a job post like on my school's website, it really just carried through so much more. And, it's, and it is for that particular company, they're very stringent on their process of getting applicants to be donors. So by like three months in, I had had so many interviews, psychological testing, um, genetic testing that you can still say no at any point. Even if I was selected and there was a family waiting for me, I could still say no before I go through the process. So I think just really learning about the impact that it would have on the lives of a family, just even one family, even if I only got chosen once, I just knew that that was something that was in my heart to like still do. Oh, so you guys, she's single. Um, <laughs> she's single. I don't know. She said she's kind of ready to mingle, uh, but she's has boundaries now, which I think is is good as well. I think boundaries are are good in every relationship, friendships, families. Definitely. Not. So, anyways, I I did want to ask you, like, I mean, we've talked about it like throughout the, our conversation, but is there anything like that you would like to tell people, like what you learned, like the biggest lesson that you learned in this process in this experiment with uh, Love Is Blind? Yeah, it's it's one thing to feel self-love and it's one thing to know like, oh, I love myself and to say it, but to actually watch myself go through that process of falling in love and it being extra love and then getting my heart broken, but he didn't break me. You know, like I think one thing that I learned from this experience is that Bartise and I will always have our love story, but he is not my life story and so Mm. I think that that's something like when you're getting through a heartbreak like I went through the natural stages of a heartbreak afterwards and whether it was crying out of nowhere or not having an appetite or finding you know what made me happy again whether it was dancing or working out or being busy or traveling like I think just really remembering that some people come into our lives for a, a, a period of time and I would hope that our relationship really just shed some light in how you can have like respectful conversations when there are big differences, right? Whether it was a conversation about family planning or the conversation about financial planning, that was a big, yes, you know, that was a good um, one too. That was a big one too for us. And so I just hope that looking back, people can really embrace themselves and love on themselves harder than anyone else because any any extra love that is given or received should be extra. And I think that's the cherry on top is like, find it first within yourself. And even if you have harder days, like I, there are harder days and that's okay too. But yeah, but understanding that the big picture is that you were there for you first and then anything else is, is extra from other people. Completely agree. The way my mom would put it was, you have your plate and you are the plate and you have your protein and your carbs and your greens. And then that person, that partner is just dessert is how she used to put it. Like that's just your dessert. It's not your full course meal. 
And it's like, it's true. And I, I just want to say thank you once again. I I appreciate it. And now, I mean, I'm sure people would love to follow you on social media. Do you want to share like your YouTube channel, like all that good stuff so people can follow you and, you know, stay connected? Yeah, I'm super excited for my YouTube channel. It's the handle is Nancy Rodriguez Life. And I, I really keep it like that because the goal of my long form platform on YouTube is going to be to educate on the different things that I've gone through in my life and like what things have made me successful in real estate, what things have made me successful in my profession as a speech pathologist. Also, what hasn't worked, right? Because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, and then my Instagram and my TikTok will just also have some of that short awesome. form um, content. So that's the Nancy Rodriguez um, are those handles. But I'm excited to just continue to grow uh, my channel on YouTube. And I think if anything, like it, it'll be more of that community oriented, like content made for you all as my followers, as my listeners. So I just thank you so much for giving me this platform to, you know, share my story from the show. But again, like it's, it's a part of my love story, but it's not my life story. So that's where the rest of social media will really come in is continue to follow me because there's so much more to learn about where I've come from. And I'm excited about the real estate stuff, financial conversations. Like, let's talk money and make that like a normal type of conversation amongst the Latino community, amongst women, women of color, and then just young people, right? Like our generation and and what it means to be in 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 this society. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you guys, you guys can binge um, and watch all 12 episodes of Love is Blind season three on Netflix. And before we close out today's episode, let's get into our motivational quote. You deserve a love that you don't have to question is the quote. You deserve a love that you don't have to question. And I have one more just because I was feeling very inspired. You know what is sexier than a bad boy? A grown ass man with his shit together. Those are the two I have for you guys today. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Nancy, thank you so much, Nancy. Honestly, tell your family I said hello, your mom and your brothers, and um, I will be tuning in to your YouTube channel and all that good stuff. So again, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Los quiero mucho. Les mando muchos besos. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Do you need advice on love, relationships, health, y más? I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prince Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.